Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, I'm Crystal Knight, and welcome back to the show. If the election were held today, Trump and Biden would be in a dead heat. And I just don't understand it. And I want to get into it. So a recent poll conducted by the New York Times in Siena found that 65% of people polled believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. 65% of people polled believe that this country is headed in the wrong direction. And after digging into the poll further, only 20% of people actually believe that the country is going well under this current administration, under Joe Biden. I looked at the breakdown of the poll and people without a college degree showed higher disapproval numbers across race. But what was interesting is that all across age demographics, age breakdowns, 62% of people are higher show disapproval. So regardless of, you know, education, regardless of status across every single age demographic, every age group polled at 62% or higher saying that they disapprove. They disapprove of the way that this country is being run. And that's scary. It's scary because it's like, do people not know what's actually happening Are people unaware of what this administration has done? Also, according to the same poll, um, neither Trump or Biden have really high favorable ratings. Um, Trump has a 41 net favorable approval. Biden has a net 43 percent favorable approval. So really just doing slightly better than Donald Trump, slightly better. And the question is why, considering all of the indictments that are surrounding Trump right now, How are these numbers still so close? But even deeper into this poll, it showed that if the election were held today, both Biden and Trump would receive 43 percent of the vote. So that's not enough to win, obviously. Um, But what it means is this independent class of voters, people who are undecided or people who might just be apathetic. Maybe they won't vote. Maybe they will vote. You know, we don't know where they fall yet. But there is a large swath of the public that has to be catered to. There's a large swath of the public that this administration has to do dedicated, directed, targeted messaging if they are going to be successful in winning next year. And that is the thing that I think the Biden administration has to focus on. You have to focus on where Are we losing the battle? Where are we losing the fight in messaging? Where are we losing the fight in showing our voters and showing the American public what we have actually done to improve this economy? You know, considering that Trump has these three indictments and a fourth that's pending. These numbers should not be as close as they are. 
So if we go back and look at, you know, there was an indictment in New York for the hush money payments um, involving Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels, who was an, is an alleged porn star um, that came down. And, you know, obviously Trump's numbers shot up because, again, what does Trump always do every time legal trouble comes? He says it's a witch hunt. He stays on his message and says the Democrats are out to get me. The Biden administration is weaponizing the FBI, the DOJ. He has these like crazy talking points that he uses, but he says them over and over again to input it in people's minds that really the Biden administration is the boogeyman just out to get him. But then there's this second indictment that came in Florida with the classified documents and special counsel Jack Smith, um, who was assigned to this case, has brought forth an indictment in Florida. And of course, we we may remember or may not remember, but Donald Trump said, you know, I can classify anything or declassify anything. You know, I can just do that with like the strike of my pen. Very cavalier. Not surprising. These are the kinds of things that Donald Trump does. Again, he thinks that he is able to get away with murder. You know, he said that he can walk out on Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody, and he would still enjoy the same level of support that he has enjoyed before. And it's like he's I've said this before, but I feel like Donald Trump is really the catch me if you can. He is the catch me if you can candidate. He's the catch me if you can president. And he continues to run for office because he understands the power in running. He also understands the protection if he were to be reelected in all of these indictments. But even if we think about now, right? So we talked about, you know, the, the indictment in Florida, the indictment in New York. Now there's a new indictment that special counsel Jack Smith has brought in Washington, D.C. around the 2020 election certification, a.k.a. January 6th. That's what I call it, at least, because that's what it is. I mean, January 6th was a failed coup where Donald Trump held a rally and called on his supporters to um, allegedly storm the Capitol. Many of them scaled the Capitol, climbed it, peed on it, broke in, went into Speaker Pelosi's office, you know, looked at her documents, got documents, took pictures, you know, brought weapons on the Capitol grounds, um, beat up police off police officers, Capitol police officers. A woman was killed. And Donald Trump believes that he had nothing to do with that. He called it a peaceful rally. A peaceful rally. I have never seen a rally where people are scaling a building and that be considered peaceful. I've never seen a rally where people have broken glass to get into a place and that be considered peaceful. I've never seen a rally hmm, where people are just walking into people's offices, trying to break into the house floor while people are conducting official business. And again, that be classified as a peaceful rally. But people can call things what they want to call them. You know, there are so many versions of the truth. Um, and Donald Trump is no person short 
of trying to create new narratives around what happened on January the 6th. But the thing that I like about what Jack Smith is doing, he is leaving no stone unturned. He's like, everything you've done over the last couple of years and while you were president, we are coming for you. And I'm here for it, Jack Smith. I'm here for it. So if Jack Smith, if you're listening to this, thank you for your service. If nobody has told you that. And, you know, that's just the third indictment, right? Like that there's there could be more that's coming. We already know in Georgia, there is a black woman, a black D.A. who is bringing forth a likely indictment against Trump, former President Trump, around his attempt to overturn the Georgia election results. So, again, All of these things are stacking up against Donald Trump. But according to this New York Times poll and Siena, he is still neck to neck with Joe Biden, President Biden. And that is the question, like, how? How is that even a thing? You know, it's like, how is Biden still able to be neck and neck with Donald Trump, considering all of the legal challenges that are stacked, stacked against Donald Trump and it just it just doesn't make sense to me I mean when we think about the economy um, we're not officially in a recession we it has not been announced that we're in a recession I think that this administration has to hold on to every little thread and needle to make sure that we do not go into a recession because I do not believe if it is announced that we are in a recession that it will be in his favor that it will be in the Democrats favor I don't think that that would be helpful for this administration. But if we look at the economy, inflation is coming down. It's 3% today versus 7% where it was nearly a year ago. People's standard of living is improving. Hourly wages are up. I mean, if we think about what happened during the 2020, you know, COVID and everything that was happening around COVID, people were leaving jobs. I mean, it was really an employee's market, not an employer market, but an employee's market because people were demanding, if you're going to put me in danger, if you're going to make sure that I have to be at work, I'm a essential worker, I need to be paid more. And so while the the federal, you know, minimum wage is still $7.25, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um Many hourly workers have seen their wages increase over the last year, two years, two and a half years. And that is something that's good. Now, are increasing wages equal to a living wage? Maybe not. But we do know that people have a little bit more money in their pocket. They have a little bit more money to spend. And that's something that this administration should absolutely be out, you know, touting saying that, you know, the economy is getting better. The economy is growing, job growth, economic growth. All of those things are continuing to help the economy. Stack on top of that, the American Rescue Plan, which pumps money back into the economy, the Inflation Reduction Act, those things pump money back into the economy. And yet and still, only 20% of the American public polled Per this New York Siena Times, New York Times Siena Times poll, believe that the economy is well. Twenty percent. That's really a that's a very low number. I don't know what the Biden administration has to do 
to make up this gap. Now, it is still it's it's August, right? It's August of 2023. So we are more than a year away. There's plenty of time for this administration to get better with their messaging. There's plenty of time um, to, you know, turn the the public opinion around. But even a year out, considering everything that has been done, people just don't feel good about this administration. And so my question really to you as the listener is, do people not feel good because the messenger is Joe Biden or do people not feel good because they really don't believe that the economy is getting better because it actually like factually it is factually the numbers are showing that the economy is growing factually we can look at you know job growth we can look at you know how these um, policies that he's implemented have actually strengthened the economy but the thing that I also continue to hear and see is that people are you know at this point where they want something different they feel like Joe Biden is old but what is the appreciable difference between a 76 year old Donald Trump and an 80 year old Joe Biden. Also considering the recent incident that occurred with Mitch McConnell, the Republican leader of the Senate who was, you know, conducting a press conference and he kind of froze up. Many people are speculating it had something to do with his health. He's 81 years old. And so I, if you follow me on social media, then you probably saw me post a video where I talked about, I don't want to hear about how old Joe Biden is. Not when you have Mitch McConnell, not when you have a Donald Trump. Joe Biden doesn't even seem to be old compared to those two. And it's not just to compare those two. They're also, you know, I also said in, in my in my um, video that Nancy Pelosi is 83. Dianne Feinstein is 90. We have elderly elected officials we have elderly people who desire to serve and continue to serve. And there's there is something to be said about wisdom and about life experience in elected office. So I don't want to be ageist and say, oh, because you're old, you should not serve. There is some 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 juice. There is some, um, you know, history and wisdom that comes with age. But to continue to say that Joe Biden is old, Joe Biden is old, when the average age in the Senate is like 65, it's just crazy. Now, 65 is very different than 80. I will, I will yield to that opinion. But we continue to vote for an older representative at the congressional level and at the Senate level. And if we even go down into state politics, that's a whole nother conversation. But to continue to say that we can, we can't understand or, or not believe in a president because of his age, it just feels like a false narrative. And even the fact that, you know, you have the governor, Gavin Newsom out of California, who's willing to debate um, Governor Ron DeSantis. That's crazy to me. It's not to say that Gavin Newsom cannot do absolutely what he wants to do but if we again going back and looking at this poll you know there were you know governor ron DeSantis was was you know was a question in the poll rather let me say that about his favorability rating and he does not have a high favorability rating 
He has an unfavorable net rating of 48%. His favorable rating was at 31%. So again, is it the messenger? Is that the is that the real issue with the Biden administration is that people don't feel that Joe Biden is a good salesman because he's doing his job. The numbers speak for themselves. So the question is, why is he not being able to relay this so that the public truly understands what is happening in this country? And that is something that the this administration just has to work on. Uh, I will continue to champion and say and, and, and read these polls and, and speak the facts about it. But ultimately, it's a strategy that this administration has to clean up and tighten up. The other thing that I have to mention just about this poll and about, you know, some of the Trump indictments is that this latest indictment that, again, has been brought by Jack Smith um, it is being held here in Washington, D.C., and the the judge is an Obama appointed judge. Her name is Tanya Chuckin. And she appears to be a black woman. It looks like she identifies as a black woman. Um, but this might be a tough case for Donald Trump to beat. Not just because it's a black judge or, or you know, anything like that, but because there's so much evidence around what happened on January the 6th. There's so much video on what happened on January the 6th. The thing that will be challenging, which many legal experts are saying, is intent. The, you know, ability to say that it was his intent to cause um, this insurrection. It was his attempt that folks would try to stop the certification of the election results. And we now know, you know, via interviews from Mike Pence, former vice president Mike Pence, that Donald Trump just wanted to do away with like the Constitution. He was like, hey, this is what I said. This is what I think should be done. And you should do it. He was really like, forget the Constitution, basically. And thankfully, Mike Pence has some sense, (laughs) thankfully, but. What does that mean for this indictment? And I'm hopeful that this charge sticks. I absolutely believe out of all three indictments and even this fourth that's pending in Georgia, I personally believe that the one in Georgia is going to be the strongest one. I do. Because there are recordings of Donald Trump saying if the former secretary of state for Georgia could find votes. He asked him to find votes for him. How crazy, how crazy is that? But it's not, it's not wild to imagine because we're also talking about Donald Trump. This is the person who does these kinds of wild and crazy things. And so again, indictment after indictment after indictment, and yet he still enjoys the same favorability rating as Joe Biden. Something is not right, y'all. Something is not right about that. And what's not right about it is the messaging around what this administration is doing, has done, continues to do ahead of 2024. Now, the economy alone won't be enough. I mean, there have been other major wins particularly around people pushing back against, you know, Roe versus Wade. We saw it in Kansas during the midterms. Ohio just struck down an attempt by Republicans in their in their state 
to create a constitutional amendment that would absolutely affect abortion care in the state. And so we see people, we see voters every single day across this country pushing back against extreme policies that Republicans are putting up in various states across this country. But somehow, still, it is not translating into favorable ratings for Joe Biden. And that is something that this administration has to do. That is something that this administration has to be watching. I hope that they're listening. I hope that they're watching. I hope that they understand that this is going to be a ground game. I'm thinking about Cory Booker running for mayor in in Newark. I mean, it's, it's ground game time. It is ground game messaging time. It's ground game time to remind voters across this country, state by state, what this administration has done and how it has their back. How their efforts are really being implemented in each state and how there are tangible wins that are happening. But until then, we will continue to see polls like this. Now, again, this is an early poll and it's not totally indicative of what will happen next year. There's plenty of time to improve. I just hope that this administration is watching and paying attention because this will be a ground game fight for the White House. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Crystal Night Show brought to you by Newsweek. The best way you can support us is to give your five-star review on Apple iTunes and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast to The Crystal Night Show. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented... They'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.